Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Greetings, everyone. It is I, Katie Petrick, joined by Mr. David Fiorazzo. Now, I have a quick question for everyone. Where were you last night? Yes. Were you watching our pumpkin spice challenge? David, stop it. I cannot. Look I it cannot, up. I cannot get him to stop. But here's the deal. We did a pumpkin spice challenge. Is it spice or not nice? Take a look. Roast. Go. Yes. 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 Oh, come on. All right, here's the deal. What's with the sour face? Uh, you said it. Oh, I'm picking up a scent. Mmm. I got nothing. Okay, so that's just a tease for the full-length show. But, of course, after we were able to taste everything, we had to find more items. And so you may be wondering, where were, where were the, the pumpkin spice Twinkies? And there goes David, because, as you know, he loves, I wait. He loves his Twinkies. So we're going to do a quick taste test here mm -hmm. because, uh, well, you have to watch the whole pumpkin spice episode to know how we ranked things. Yes. Some things were nice and some things were... Yep. Mm. If you put too much nutmeg or allspice, you're going to lose it, at least in my evaluation of pumpkin spice perfection. But when you open up the pumpkin sp spice Twinkie, it smells wonderful. But I think now a mm -hmm. little uh, heavy on the cinnamon, but at least it's a lot better than some of the products we tried. Watch that uh, pumpkin spice challenge, by the way. This is true. Now I'm going to just get mm. rid of those and David will probably eat the rest of them after we're done here. But for now, a Tennessee K-12 through school... <laughs> It only costs, you know, about $30,000 a year to mm. attend, you know, Tennessee K-12 school. Uh, they decided that they are going to publicly promote Vanderbilt's pediatric transgender clinic for minors. Of course. Of course. Okay. I'm still pumpkin spicing. Of course you are still pumpkin spicing. All right. We, we, now, on with the countdown. Um, so, the school is facilitating a gender and sexuality alliance organization for grades 9 through 12. The headline, this K through 12 school in Tennessee promotes Vanderbilt's pediatric transgender clinic for minors. Now let's watch this quick video to remind you what we were talking about before. Starting in January 1st of 2017, according to the Affordable Care Act, insurance cover carriers are mandated to cover medical expenses for trans folks. These surgeries make a lot of money. Um, so female to male chest reconstruction can bring in $40,000. A uh, patient just on routine hormone treatment, who I'm only seeing a few times a year, can bring in several thousand dollars because that requires a lot of visits and labs. It actually makes money for the hospital. They're quoting roughly around $20,000 for a vaginoplasty, but that doesn't include your hospital stay. That doesn't include your post-op visits. That doesn't include um, your anesthesia, your OR, they're quoting around $20,000 for a phalloplasty. There's been different things that I've read that said it could be up to $100,000. Um, Dr. Winokur, who's our surgeon, said that there's entire clinics where the entire clinic is supported just by their phalloplasties. And that is like a fraction of the surgeries that they're doing. So as we said during this episode, when we talked about that at Vanderbilt, the moral of the story was 
the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil because in that video one of the surgeries they call bottom surgeries meaning the transgender boop, boop, bottom below the waist one hundred thousand dollars for the hospital so you can imagine how they want to bring in money to the hospital, Katie. Well, yeah, and so when we reported on this story, we reported on what Vanderbilt was doing, and then it, we only even knew about it because Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire was blasting it everywhere, yep. letting everyone know, hey, by the way, did you know the Children's Hospital there, Vanderbilt, <laughs> is uh, you know, this all about cutting off healthy breast tissue, slicing and dicing on your children yep. because they may think that they are the other gender. But we have some good news, David, before we, we get to this school that is all yes. about promoting what is happening, the GSA. Before we get to that, I want to let everyone know that something has come of the, the, the press that they have gotten. The Vanderbilt Pediatric Gender Clinic has agreed to pause all gender transition surgeries on minors, according to a letter from the clinic to a Tennessee lawmaker. Yep. Good news. Yes, yes, yes. So they're yes. pausing, just like you can pause puberty. Oh, yeah, no. Mm. They're pausing these uh, gender affirmation surgeries, and that's a bogus name, right? Of course. Gender affirmation surgeries on patients under 18 while we complete this review. So I'm reading into this, Katie, that they're not pausing all gender affirmation surgeries, but if you're under 18. So for minors, they're, quote, pausing these surgeries at least they are at least they did that go ahead every journey begins with a single step right so right. we're we're on You're our an way optimist, there aren't you? i am an optimist i'm an optimistic <laughs> realist that's what okay, i always okay. describe myself as yes i was that kid who came up with who i am an optimistic <laughs> realist i came up with that at like age 13 like a dork that i am now that's the positive here's back to the negative okay. because we have this I, I like how it's the J GSA, the Gender and Sexuality Alliance. That used to mean Gay Straight Alliance, but now now it's Gender and Sexuality because we gotta get we gotta get everyone under the sun as part of this. Except yeah. if you are who you know God made you to be, then poo poo, you're you're out of our Rainbow Alliance. So this school <clears throat> that we're talking about again. They are, the GSA itself, the organization is for grades 9 through 12. And on their little website, you got, I mean, you got the entire rainbow going there. Uh, they are very happy that you're here on their website. And they say that their mission statement is the University School of Nashville Gender and Sexuality Alliance seeks to promote a welcoming educational and social environment for all students, colon, or semicolon, to raise awareness of issues surrounding lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual, and other non-binary identities, semicolon, and to partner with others both in and beyond our community on matters of student diversity, equality, safety, and well-being. Yeah, that's, that's, if that's not the blanket statement for all of these organizations, well, I don't know what is. Can I ask the question, it's not rhetorical any longer, what does this have to do with education? It does not. Absolutely nothing. No. So the school claims to promote a welcoming, there's that word. It's always you welcoming. can file that under the Department of the DIE, or as Katie says, <laughs> or the DEI. Diversity, equity, inclusion, welcoming is one of those. Tolerance is started. It all started off with tolerance, and here's where we go from there. The slippery slope. You're just, yep. I mean, you're just you're cruising on down that. Uh, according <clears throat> to the the website, 
as well. They have, you know, helpful resources for all the, the people in, in the group, um, including, and this is where it comes back to the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital's Transgender Clinic. All right. Uh, they also have, you know, pictures of for Glendale United Methodist Church. What? Sending words of love and encouragement to the students at the school. That's that's a whole nother can of worms. David, would okay. you like to address this one? Briefly, to look up uh, this week's Christ and Culture on Thursday night. Watch Christ and Culture. I talk about this. I remind you that church has got to be in quotes now because anyone can call themselves a church and it's not likely a biblical church when you're promoting things that go against biblical teachings, and that's all. I will not get up on my soapbox. That was pretty good. That was quick. That was pretty good, but a little self-plug there. <laughs> Christ and culture. promotion there. Watch, tune in. Do tune in, please. Hey, tune in to Healthy tune Republic in. as well. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> all right. Uh, one more thing, though. This is the same organization and school that is showing R-rated movies to their students, and, and ones of, you know, high educational value, like, you know, Schindler's List, I understand, yep. you know, that's, but hey, we also need to show Birdcage. And so they showed Birdcage last spring, which I love Robin Williams, but you do not need to show the movie Birdcage with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane as like a, a married couple, essentially. Um, to a group of high schoolers, like, why? But hey, it's R-rated, but it's for the GSA, so then everything's perfectly acceptable. So a few quick points before we get off this story. GSA's website also links to the Point of Pride organization. Also on the GSA website, minors can get a binder without your parents knowing. I'm quoting from Wait, the website. Wait, what kind of binder? A like, binder. to put my papers no, in, No, it David? binds girls' mm. tops so they look flat. I won't go into any further descriptors. Thank you. And it says, quote, we know that identity development is one of the hallmarks of adolescence. We support all of our students' identities. There's a reason in the Bible, they, Jesus uh, talked to that one demon that was named Legion, because we are many, Legion. And you've got all these identities. Interesting, right? Still to come, though. Some truly disturbing numbers have surfaced showing massive amounts of young people now getting transgender surgeries. Surprise, surprise. That's next. Stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Shocker. 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 Uh-oh. Transgender minors are getting surgeries for the transgenderism, with insurance covering some of it um, at alarming numbers. Shocker, I didn't think this was going to happen. Alarming you, numbers. It, alarming numbers. If you promote transgenderism, it's in every part of the curriculum. It's all over everything you watch, everything you read, everything that you participate in, sports, everything. Yes. If you put that all in there, 
all the time. What do you think is going to happen with kids? Do you think they're going to maybe be like, huh, maybe I am a boy, says a girl, or I am a girl, says a boy. Well, yes, now we have proof of it. Not only proof that that's actually happening, but that insurance is covering surgeries and that these surgeries are happening all over the place. Now, this is coming out of Reuters, which is not a, a middle to even right wing type media not outlet. Reuters uh, worked with health technology company Komodo Health Inc. to identify how many youths have sought and received care. Well, even the, even that headline, gender care, come, give me a break. This, this is, is what, what they call it. Yep. Yep. The data is showing that more and more families across the country are grappling with profound questions about what type of care to pursue for their children, placing them at the center of a vitriolic national political debate over what it means to protect youth who identify as transgender. These are the words they're putting out. Now, Komodo Health Inc. analyzed its database of U.S. insurance claims and other medical records on about 330 million <clears throat> Americans, so the whole country. The analysis, which Reuters says is the first of its kind, found that, that at least 121,882 children, okay? Wow. 121,000 ages 6 to 17 were Six. diagnosed with gender dysphoria from 2017 to 2021. They were looking at this five-year mark for right now okay can i add something real quick here yeah 2017 since we mentioned between 2017 we're talking about six-year-olds that was the year that target put in their transgender neutral huh. bathrooms 2017 because the so we've got the corporations promoting this we've got hollywood we've got the democrat party we've got k-12 through schools so the kids are not able to really escape this programming they call it programming for a reason and certain churches yes and churches accepting now. of it and wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute churches there you go get those air quotes yeah <laughs> all right now if we take a look at the increase over the past five years that's what's pretty telling in 2021 reuters reports about 42,000 children and teens across the united states were diagnosed with gender dysphoria which is nearly triple the number that it was back in 2017, and it's up 70% from even 2020. Shocking. 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 Look at that graphic. The line just keeps going up and up. I look at California. Oh, my goodness. And if you want to talk right now oh, specifically sad. about some states, they took this is the data that this Komodo uh, company came up with and gave to, to Reuters. They, they took a look sad. at six what I call blue states. You know, California, Massachusetts, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington. Yeah. And their lines are insane. Like, California especially. I mean, there is a cause, causation correlation going on there. The As the years went on, they just more than, like, tripled the amount wow. of children saying they are... I guess being diagnosed as gender dysphoric. Yeah, and it, again, none of them are going down. They're all trending up. Sadly, I I just can't imagine, Katie. But this is they go as young as six years old. This this is really disturbing. Well, what, there's what plenty of, of more disturbing stats we're about to reveal after the break. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at My Pillow. Save up to sixty six percent on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company.
All right, so we're going to continue giving you some data about what is happening with our children ages 6 through 17 over the past five years and how gender dysphoria and then going even further, actually having surgeries done, how many kids that is affecting in our entire society, and it is staggering. Now, over the five-year period, which is 2017 to 2021, the number of children with the gender dysphoria, right, the diagnosis who actually started on puberty blockers or hormones had totaled 17,683, and that's an increase, okay, 17,000 from 2,300 back in 2017. Hmm. So it's it's continuing, right? So the puberty blockers and hormones were up to 17,000, and it was just 2,300 back in the day. And of the, well, 4,780 patients that actually initiated doing puberty blockers, uh, and the 14,726 patients who initiated hormone treatment, of those, they, they, that many, basically all, not all of them, many of them, if they have the gender dysphoria, they're taking action mm. by either doing hormone treatments or puberty blockers. And so as Reuters said, that's that's probably not even all of it because it's probably significantly undercount yes. since this is the, they're, they're looking at the records who have um, treatment that was covered by insurance. So if your insurance didn't cover treatment, they don't have that data. So there could be actually a lot more. They're yes. definitely not overcounting. If anything, they're <clears throat> undercounting. David, this is this is crazy. Tell me a little bit more about some of the the data that we have, some of the puberty blockers or the hormone treatment. Well, I want to just uh, mention um, ages. Do we mention it's ages 6 through 17? Six years old? Um, so uh, puberty blockers with prior gender dysphoria diagnosis, Initiating puberty blocker treatment in 2017, it was 633. And as Katie mentioned, and we saw the graphs, it has grown every year. In 2021, it was 1,390. Well, that's... 1,390. So you yep. got U.S. patients. More than doubling. I would call them victims, but mm-hmm. let's just go with this. It's U.S. patients ages 6 through 17 with prior gender dysphoria diagnosis initiated. This is so this the start of this is the puberty blocking treatment. That's yep. that's the start of one of the paths that kids get go on here. Well, and then the data we got on hey, if, if puberty blockers aren't enough, let's just cut off good healthy tissue. Yeah. That's that's what's happening. Yes. Uh from 2019 to 2021, at least 776 mastectomies were performed on teen girls with a gender dysphoria diagnosis ages 13 to 17 oh. in the United States according to the Komodo data analysis of insurance claim. And again, Reuters says this tally does not include procedures that were paid for out of pocket. And uh, the analysis actually of the insurance claims found an additional 56 genital surgeries occurred among patients with a prior gender dysphoria diagnosis ages 13 to 17 from 2019 to 2021 as well. So, you know, we're just just out there cutting off healthy tissue of the ladies. We're 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 mutilating mutilating them. Children, yep. we're mutilating That's what we're doing because, because why? Because well, this is where we're at as a society, that we, we'd rather, if a kid says, oh, I think I'm a boy when I'm a girl, well, okay, then obviously we need to just cut off anything that would naturally grow. We're just yeah, cutting yeah, it off. Do, don't just, don't, just don't be the, the adult in the room. Oh, by, no, no. by all means, don't have them respect you and don't discipline or do, do, do anything like that. Just let them lead the way. I remember in 2017, I think I talked about this before, I'll never forget a National Geographic headline 
that showed a mom and her son transitioning to the opposite. Both of them were transitioning, mother and son. And it said, because she let her son start first, and it inspired her, sometimes we have to let the children lead the way. A recipe for disaster. But I want to point out here the danger here, I think, in this article. There's actually some complications. Obviously, the media won't tell you, Hollywood won't tell you, the Democrats won't tell you, but there are often complications from some of these surgeries. They're very serious and uh, leaving permanent scars, not only physical, Katie, but psychological as well. But you can share a little bit more about that, about that if you want. Well, I, I just have one more thing to say. Sure. I believe that children are our future. Whitney Houston once told me that. Let them lead the way? Let them lead the way. Let them lead the way. That's right. Follow your heart. Before we go is up next, as we discuss an incredible story being deemed one in a Google, how a woman was photographed in the exact same spot nine years apart, just by accident, and this story, it'll get pretty wild. So just stay tuned. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, Simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, before we go, uh, Chicago's famed Bank of America Marathon is showing how diverse, there's the word, it can be, by creating a special category for people who don't know if they're male or female. Watch. Running isn't just a sport for one type of person, but it's something that can go ahead and be for everybody and help change everybody's life. Our sport is all-inclusive. It's always been an all-inclusive sport. The marathon already has numerous other divisions for age, gender, and those racing in wheelchairs. The Bank of America Chicago Marathon is one of several world marathon majors offering a non-binary division. Now, my first response was to laugh, but it really is heartbreaking. It's sad that the corporate world has bowed to this delusion. And they say they should also come up with a nitwit division. Um, I don't know. Then anybody can, whatever. But roughly 40,000 runners lined up for the Chicago Marathon this past weekend. Fewer than 100 registered as non-binary, but people in the community expect that number to rise, of course, in the coming years. What a shocker. Next year, Boston Marathon says it will also be adding a non-binary division. Of course they will. So, Katie, so the LGBT have gone from just wanting to be treated like everyone else to demanding special treatment everywhere. Your thoughts? Yep. If If you are an athlete and you're a runner, definitely sign up for that division because, hey, fewer than 100 in Chicago. I mean, I have... Better chances to win. Hey, I could be like, I, 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 I signed up and I, I was in the top 100. <laughs> I'm not telling you what division I, I was in, but I was in the top 100. All right. Speaking of special people, Katie, what, <laughs> what color yes. are your eyes? I can't see from here. They are Hazel. Hazel. I have Hazel eyes as well. Uh, A new study has found every blue-eyed person (gasps) is a descendant of one single person. We know blue eyes are much rarer 
than brown eyes as 8 and 10% of the world's population have blue eyes. But now its rarity makes sense as scientists revealed that the genetic mutation came from a singular human who lived between 6,000 and a billion years ago. No, I'm kidding. 6,000 and 10,000 years ago. Sorry. Although there's still a lot more research that needs to be done, right? It's uh, thought that the mutation could have spread when humans migrated from Africa to Europe, which would explain why many people of European descent have blue eyes. Right now, roughly 80% of the world's population has brown eyes. Um, anyway, interesting. Um, well, yes. Is there going to be a special division for those people in the marathon Special division next for blue-eyed people? For blue-eyed people. That's I just, another I'm division. Just asking, I'm yes. just asking for a friend. Good call. Finally, talk about a one in a Google chance. Here's a story that will blow your mind. So a woman in Carlisle, England, is experiencing a glitch in the matrix after Google Maps spots her in the exact same spot nine years apart. The first image on the left, shot in 2009, shows Leanne Cartwright standing at a traffic crossing on the corner of Victoria Place. Bizarrely, a second image shot in August 2018 shows her standing in exactly the same position, holding two bags in the same style, with the only difference being her outfit. Uh, Leanne says that she saw Google, the Google car, both times as it traveled on the one-mile route she walks to work. Sadly, she missed the most recent one in 2020 as she was working from home during the pandemic. Katie, would you call yourself Blasts. a creature of habit <laughs> so much that this might happen to you? If, you know what? Are I you could, regimented in your I, schedule? I, I, I'm not that regimented. And everywhere I need to go takes me being in a car. So I couldn't like be walking. But that is pretty hilarious. That so is. Anyone, I mean, anyone who lives in cities know, knows this. You can attest to this. I mean, you are regimented in that because if you have to catch the train or catch, you know, the subway or whatever, you probably yeah. could be caught by the google car yeah if you're working nine to five you got certain hours you got to be at a certain place a certain time right away you know taking care of business tcb that wraps up this segment more to come next time katie all right please do make sure you smash that like button if you're watching us on social media and please do send us your feedback at stateducated.org especially about those twinkies what do you and think? the pumpkin spice challenge and the pumpkin spice challenge yes. now for david for myself thank you for watching thank you for listening and thank you for supporting this show until next time stay educated educated is directed and produced by mike menzel hosted by katie petrick and david fiorazzo makeup and hair by katie shoal graphics designed by dan kaler Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2022.